0: Misfit Boys podcast and based on what I've seen from appealing Chang games, we are more than capable and willing to step up to the challenge for Olympic glory. My name is Cheyenne Goglis. I'm the moderator, moral compass, and sometimes referee of the show. I am joined today by
1: Uh, Jeff Hunter. Uh, Roses are red, violets are blue, the Eagles won Super Bowl 52. (laughs) That that brought a tear to my eye, man. (laughs) It's the the best form of poetry that we have in in the year of 2018. Can you do (laughs) it as a haiku now? Uh, you know, it took me like three days to come up with that. So. <laughs> English wasn't his strong suit in high school. Yeah. Bad at math, bad at English, you know. I'm okay. Lucky I got a diploma. <laughs>
2: Would
0: you like to introduce yourself,
1: Pete? Yes, hi.
2: I'm a returning <laughs> guest to the uh, Miss Visit two-time Podcast. Two-time returning guest. Our first Seriously. time two-time returning guest. Do I get like a ribbon or a plaque or something for that? Uh, after 40 return visits, you get a set of steak knives. <laughs> nice. Yes. Very good. Cool. Today, you, you can have a beer. Hey. <laughs> I got a Sprite right now, so that's a step up. Uh, this is Pete. It's over 9,000 Carullo. <laughs> and I'm about to get my drink on. Right on.
0: Gentlemen, start your beverages. Oh, mine's popped already, so... <laughs> no worries. Salud.
1: Interesting. Yeah. Different. Mm. Cheyenne and I are both partaking in a Sam 76. It's a Samuel Adams um, combination of a pilsner and a lager I have stolen out of Cheyenne's fridge. Interesting.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're doing the show today from uh, from my house, uh change casa things of Yeah, yes the casa uh, the casa de gogolai um <laughs> well that's plural for the, Goglis. the, yeah, uh, <laughs> multiple Goglishes, and there are they're they're all over this place along yeah. with uh Pete's progeny, and then our uh, former neighbors, uh, Bob and Kathleen. They brought their kids over, so it's just it turned into a thing, and it's uh, it's all good. It's all good. All
1: audience chicken for everybody. It's all, it's all, all about that background noise. That was the beginning and end of my contribution to the party. <laughs> That's That's all about, about that background music, noise and, and, right? and podcast yeah. equipment.
2: <laughs> Got to recreate the ambiance from New Year's
0: Eve. Yes, yes. <laughs> the, the, it was a brief month and a half ago, but it was it was much louder during uh, New Year's Eve. Mostly uh, the kids are outside because we're kind of doing this uh, in the waning daylight hours. Uh, No league games uh, this weekend for us. It's a championship game, and alas, we are not in it. Um, Unfortunately. uh, So we turned it into a uh, drinking holiday. Sounds like a good reason to me. I still think we're winning. Any any
1: excuse to have a drinking holiday is a good day in my book. (laughs) It's Thursday. It's a drinking holiday. It's just uh, any any day ending in Y. Yes.
0: It's just good to see uh, Jeff back in uh, one piece after his uh, vast travels all over uh, the east yeah. side of the contiguous United States.
1: I'll, I'll try to keep this to a brief 45-minute diatribe. But, uh, yeah, I do a lot of traveling this week, uh, visiting some of the states up north, Minnesota, uh, Chicago, Illinois, and uh, the greater New York City metropolitan area. My trip back from Newark, uh, unfortunately... Uh, an airline that will go unnamed, let's just call them uh, Delta Airlines. And they uh, delayed my flight and uh, gave my seat away on my connecting flight from Atlanta back to Tampa. Then after I was number one in priority to get a standby seat, uh, two minutes before the flight was supposed to take off, uh, put somebody else as number one priority and let him get on the one seat that was available. And uh, yeah, I finally made it back to Tampa in one piece. not happy about it, uh, clearly. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna stop talking about it for for fear of getting my Irish up again and uh, ruining the entire podcast. Rest assured, I'm writing a sternly worded letter to uh, the CEO of Delta Airlines. <laughs> I'm sorry, I shouldn't say their name. No Delta Schmerlines.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Rhymes with Delta. Um, probably that won't that be, looking
0: for a,
2: yeah. <laughs> we'll be looking for a corporate sponsorship from them. <laughs> yeah, they're not know? a
0: sponsor, are they? <laughs> no, they, they they aren't anymore. Yeah. Yeah. If, they were, if they were, we will make sure yeah, that we our, actively remove and them. And if our they lone, were, they're probably just finding
1: out about it, <laughs> <laughs> <too>. Our lone <laughs> corporate sponsor remains Taco Bell.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Other than Tarpon Total Healthcare, thank you, Dr. Sean. Yeah, Tarpon Total Healthcare. <laughs> <laughs> but Taco Bell seems to creep into this show uh, more oftentimes than we'd care to take uh, account.
1: I saw, uh, uh, not with us today, but Mr. Michael Becker, uh, uh, he's still in training for the, uh, the, the taco challenge that will allow him to retire from the team. You know, the, it's the blood out portion of the gang initiation, and uh, he's still working on it. He wants to just play golf every day and also do something that we've talked about off air, which is start a curling league. Yeah, he, uh,
0: he showed a lot of interest in it, uh, especially with the winter games coming full swing here um
1: we were looking uh, over in in wesley chapel florida which is uh, somewhat near us a short 40 minute drive from casa Gogli. and uh i think they've got like a 60 dollars intro to curling class that takes place i think over four weekends uh so we're considering signing up for that and throwing away our saturdays in addition to our sundays <laughs> on, on hockey another ice sport we're bringing in uh, curling and Maybe we'll see how that goes. Well, maybe we can film something and, and throw it up on YouTube.
2: <laughs> and if if and nothing else, it can be something to do during the offseason. And, yeah. and, and like most things, are
0: Misfit related, this is also the first time Stephanie's hearing about us becoming professional curlers. So, yeah. uh,
1: well, not, I'm going mean, to keep this on the down let her listen our, to the podcast our goal. later. <laughs> <Surprise! laughs> All right. The 2022 Olympics. That's what we're aiming for. We've seen the USA curling team. Not all that, in my opinion. I think we can easily master the sport of curling. The pants were pretty spectacular, though. <laughs> i,
0: I, I got to say that I watched a, a match uh, with Italy uh, against the U.S., and i got to say, you know, you laugh all you want. It looks a lot harder than, uh, I mean, just, just studying it, it, it looks a lot harder than, well, than, well, than what it appears
2: uh, at yeah. first well,
1: anybody who's been in a really intense game of bar shuffleboard I mean, this seems like it would be very, very similar, except on ice. Have either of you guys ever played bocce?
2: Yes. So, I mean, it seems like there would be a lot of similarities between the two, despite the fact one's on ice and the other's not, but the whole, you know, just getting close to the rock and how you score points and everything, so... And bocce's not easy by any stretch of the imagination, so... I mean I'm sure there's definitely challenges to it, but it just seems like it's so cool and then you forget about it for three years and six months, and then once the next Olympics comes back around, you're like, oh hey, curling. You <laughs> know,
1: everybody seems to get really excited about it. Like it's one of the, it's sort of a hypnotic sport to watch on TV where you're like, oh curling, I'll watch this for five minutes. And then an hour and a half later, you're still watching <laughs> yeah. curling.
0: Yeah, I put it on the other day at work in hopes of maybe catching a quick nap or something like that. And I couldn't. I could not I could not close my eyes. I'm like Oh my god what is italy doing what do they do what are they doing oh my goodness it's just it's captivating i think it's probably because all the other winter olympic sports are focused on speed yeah snowboarding skiing ice hockey speed skate everything is fast even figure skating is faster than this
2: where this one's all about this the is technique,
0: skill this yeah. is yeah. skill
2: it's a f- it's a finesse sport mm-hmm. yeah. and from from what my
0: understanding is they, the scrubbers are not there to rough up the ice, but they're there to smooth the ice, to to, to free the ice of debris and dust and other things. But so, I think it also
2: helps to control the path of the uh, of the stone as right. well, too.
0: And the friction that they're doing
1: and how fast yeah. they do it yeah. makes the ice that slick was again. That my understanding, was to, the friction almost sort of like very slightly melts the ice a little mm-hmm. bit mm-hmm. and makes it... Easier to control the path of the stone.
0: Yeah, right. So, so. it's like it, it may be a freshly zammed uh, sheet of ice, but they must do something to kind of rough it up a little bit because uh, the, the, the stones are sp- are moving and they're spinning freely, like you would expect on ice. Mm-hmm. But to see them actually start picking up speed, like at the end, it's just, it's just it's just very uh, peculiar. I'm 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 curious. Uh, about taking the class just because I want to learn more about the sport because it's just, it's piqued my curiosity.
1: We did brainstorm some uh, curling team names uh, last night. Uh, The best one that we heard, we didn't come up with this one, but the best one we heard was Indiana Stones. Um, And then I think our two best ones were probably, uh, mine was Game of Stones. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, I think Mike had Legion of Broom. Legion of Broom. I like I that. One. Like that. Yeah. I like the Legion of Broom. I
0: like Legion of Broom. Pete, yeah. yeah. myself,
1: be- big Flyers fan. Yes. So we have a, a sort of. I'm be partial to that Emotional one. connection to the the Legion of Doom. I
0: I just I just like the I like the the, the ring of it, man. That's just that's mm-hmm. just I like it. I really do. I, I you know it's just. Uh, Call yourself the kidney stones if you want. (laughs) Uh, If I'm just coming up with stuff on the fly, uh, Uh, I'd say kidney stones or um, sweeper agents. uh, Yeah, that's a good one too. That's good too. I, I think we need to put it up to a vote. I mean. Hell, we, we can get the um, the shirts made up before we even join the, the league and, you know, yeah. get the hype going. <laughs> That's always the most important part there. Yeah, I mean, we're going to
1: name them up before you know if you even want to do it or yeah, not. Yeah, Armando <laughs> can get the shirts made for us, and the turnaround time is a short 18 months. <laughs> but they'll be custom made and Just at in very time for reasonable price. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's sort of a rule. you got to get at least one dig in on oh. Armando when he's not on the podcast, which is... Yeah. is all the time, recently. Well,
0: now he's he's no longer an anchor on the show. He's more of a, he's a special guest at this point. And honestly, in the last month and a half, I think, uh, Pete, you and him are tied for appearance. <laughs> is Actually, that, I think is that right who I replaced now. the last time I was on the podcast? Yeah, okay. <laughs> You've never met our captain, but he uh, he is actively uh, doing a lot of work for his his job uh, today, his day job. This is supposed to be his day job. His off, quote unquote is, real job. Yeah. This just, is really our real his job. His real problem. job is a real pain right now for him, and he's uh, not excited to not be here, but I can um, imagine. You know, uh, but, uh, you know, we have to get our digs in on him while he's not of here course. because otherwise, what's the point of having this show?
2: Well, duh. <laughs> we yeah. We dig on
0: him when he's here, and we dig even harder when he's not. So <laughs> try to encourage him to come back. Come
2: back. At least then we can make
0: fun Miss of you to your face. One. Yeah.
1: Number that, one style. It's not as fun when
0: you can't see his reaction. No, no. And, and with Becker, he's, he's putting windows in his house. His entire house, they started at 8 o'clock this morning, Ugh. and they weren't expecting to be done until about 8 o'clock. So. I, think they're, I don't think they're
1: going to get done today. I think they're going to have to continue on tomorrow. Mm-hmm.
0: They're, they're going to work until they, they run out of daylight or, or you know, cover up the last hole before daylight runs out.
2: Hopefully is you know. off Monday and can actually get a day out of his weekend. To just, you know, not. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't, okay. I, don't, I
1: don't know. Maybe he does. It's President's, President's day, day, but I don't think it's going to be observed. Probably, by yeah, uh, I think
0: he's probably still working. So. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he is. But uh, anyway, so that's where our other uh, two misfits are at. And
2: well, thanks for um, having me in their place, guys. Appreciate absolutely it. Absolutely,
0: love having you, Pete. You know, we uh, you're, gotta uh, gotta well. have a
1: Flyers fan on every once in a while, just so I'm not completely outnumbered. <laughs> <laughs> so just so people know, that more than one actually exists. So. Yeah, this, <laughs> exactly. This might be the the first
0: podcast that uh, the B word is not even mentioned. And I'm not even going to mention what the B word
2: is, so to not invite it in.
1: It's not really a bad thing? We'll see. I, I, I feel confident you'll manage to sneak it in somewhere. See, depending
2: on which conference you are, that B word can mean one of two different things.
1: So. We're not talking about either one of those teams tonight.
0: Okay. No. Actually, I'd like to focus tonight on uh, on Olympic hockey. Um I don't know how much you've been following, Pete. Um, He's been kind of off the radar
1: a little bit with his travels. I've been seeing highlights. I haven't (laughs) been seeing a lot of the actual games.
2: Unfortunately, I'm uh, far behind on where I'd like to be caught up with it. Um, I haven't really watched much of the Olympics so far this year, which is odd because normally I do... You know, like to watch, especially the winter ones, because, I mean, I'm a big winter sport fan. So I always find that I'm a lot more entertaining than watching the Summer Olympics. But, yeah, I'm like really, really behind on it this year. So anything you can do to uh, edge me here on what's been happening, especially in the hockey world, uh, I, I'm definitely down for. Uh, the USA is bad. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, that's all I can really totally say. <laughs> okay, but, but does that apply to both men's and women's? Because wasn't... Um, I think, and uh, you might you might be bringing this up, and I might be jumping ahead here. But didn't uh, uh, Jocelyn Lamoureux just set a new Olympic record for the most for two goals in six seconds? Was that in one of the Olympic play games? Um, I the know women's what, if team. It,
0: if it was, I didn't I didn't see it. I I've been up to date with the news. I saw one game. Uh, actually, I saw two games. I saw the uh, U.S. women's uh, lose to Canada, uh, and I saw the U.S. men beat uh, Slovakia. Um, Barely. Well, yeah, they barely beat Slovakia, but um, before it was after the women's game and it was before the men's game, there was an article I read that said that um, the Olympic committee needs to basically beg uh, Gary Bettman to allow the NHL stars to play in the Olympics because just in general, the Olympic hockey has been bad. And I was like, It's not exactly surprising. Well, you've got a
1: bunch of, you know, essentially, if you look at Team USA, you've got some NHL retreads, and then you've got sort of the bottom of the barrel of of the AHL and the uh, collegiate ranks. You know, you don't have any, I mean...
2: Well, isn't the leading goal scorer for Team Canada, Rene Bork? I'm not sure. I think he has like four goals in the Olympics or something
1: like that. Like, when you can say that, you know there's issues. Yeah, well, I mean, you just got, I mean, you look at Russia. Russia has sent you know, guys who played in the NHL and were really good, they've got Dotsuk and they've got Kovalchuk. Mm-hmm. You know, they've got really good uh, players, you know, players who are still playing at a high level. Kovalchuk scored two goals against the USA and beating them 4-0 uh, the other day. Uh, they're sending their good players and the U.S. isn't, you know, which is a shame because the U.S., you know, I think they, they had, if, if, if we had played by, you know, the Sochi rules and we're sending our best pros I think the U.S. has a very good chance to win it.
2: I'd, I'd like to play counterpoint to that for a second because it, was it in Sochi where they came in fourth?
1: I I they didn't, so, yeah. didn't even
2: medal. I think U.S. men's Olympic hockey, uh, your Team USA men's, has a lot of organizational problems, and I think it starts with the people that they have making the calls. Um, they are not building the men's Olympics teams, or even any on any level of USA hockey aside maybe in the junior ranks, to be competitive in the current hockey environment. I think the big problem with that was the way Dean Lombardi
1: put the team together. Yeah, I agree with that. But I think there's better players now. I mean, you've got oh, there's much Austin better players now. You know, uh, you've got you know somebody who wasn't even asked to play on the World Cup team, Phil Kessel. You know, you've got good American players. Right, but does the management have the smarts to actually pick them and put them on the team? That's the I point. Mean, I'm and asking. that's that's the counterpoint, and that's a very good counterpoint uh, that I've seen. Is do you trust USA Hockey to ice the best possible lineup? And I don't have? at this point. And I have to I have to probably agree with you, you know, I mean, they probably won't. But, uh, you know, Austin Matthews is going to be on the team, you know, but uh, it's just a shame to see a time when USA hockey is sort of I mean, you know, this could have maybe sneaky been the best USA hockey team of all time, you know, at least since they started letting professionals back into it. Uh, This could have been the best possible team that they could have put out there. Mm -hmm. And it's sort of a lost opportunity. You know, you got to look. I mean, what's going to happen in in four years? You know, I have have to imagine that in four years, because the Olympics are going to be in China and that's a market that the NHL really wants to crack. I think they're going to relent. And I think we're going to see the NHL players back in the Olympics in 2022. And
2: maybe that was Bettman's master plan after all. Maybe he had the foresight to realize, look, it's going to he knows it's going to suck not having you know, the players there—it's not going to be as watchable because just the level of talent is not going to be what people have come to expect. And I mean, you look back to that—the uh, gold medal game between USA and Canada. I forget what year it was, but um, <laughs> it was eight years ago. Yeah, and just how amazing that game was, going down to the golden goal in overtime. And I mean, yeah. that did more for to to put hockey put eyes on hockey, especially in in the United States, than anything did in a long time. And then you go from that to
1: B-level talent. Yeah. And I can say that one of the things, I mean, that solidified my hockey fandom was in 2002, you know, was seeing USA play Canada and, and play Russia, you know, like mm-hmm. that was, that's a huge deal. You know, I know that people say that there you don't really see a translation between the, the ratings of, mm-hmm. you know, people watching Olympic hockey to NHL hockey. And that's sort of one of the reasons, one of the things that the NHL points to and says, well, this is really isn't doing anything for us and we can't promote it because the Olympics own the copyright and we can't, do, you know we can't like show uh, show uh, TJ Oshi, you know, dominating the Russians in the shootout from 2014. You know they, the NHL can't use that in their advertising. You know even though that was a huge moment that everybody watched because it was awesome. Yeah. Um, so I mean I can see it from that point, but ultimately I think it's a dumb, short-sighted decision to not let uh, the players play. And I think it's also a dumb, short-sighted decision because the NBC NBC is the rights holders to the Olympics, and they're also the NHL national rights holders. You got to think the NBC can't be too happy about the fact that the NHL more or less, you know, submarined them uh, by not have it, you know, not letting the pro players go and play, uh, and that's—I'm sure—that's absolutely hurt the ratings for the the men's Olympic hockey tournament.
0: Yeah, absolutely, especially here, stateside. Nobody's going to want to watch subpar hockey, especially in the Olympics. It's supposed to be the best hockey out there, and without the the pro talent there, uh, you're getting whatever is left. I mean, the Russians sent over uh, KHL guys, and that's the NHL in Russia. Yeah. They, they are the best Russian players mm-hmm. that aren't playing in the NHL, and we don't have anything close to it. The AHL no, we don't. can't touch yeah. it. It's a pipeline what, for players into the NHL, but it's not the only pipeline. Like the or for players, players. Not or even. for
1: players on their way out of the NHL. <laughs> yeah, even, true, true. Even the AHL players, I mean, anybody, essentially anybody who has an NHL contract can't play in the Olympics. So you know, anybody who has a two-way contract in the AHL can't go, so you're not so getting, he even. He's decen- not even getting yeah. the the middle of the barrel in the AHL. Same deal with college. You know, you're not seeing like Casey Middlestat. You're not seeing him. Who you know, he was a, a great player to watch in the World Juniors. Uh, it's it's strange that the World Juniors was a lot more compelling to watch um, than the Olympics have been so far. Uh, but you know, he, he was he's not playing on Team USA um, because you know he's got an NHL contract. So it's just a shame to see what I thought. You know, the, the Olympic men's Olympic hockey, I thought, was the best hockey tournament in the world to watch. You know, incredibly entertaining hockey, Uh, a great brand of hockey to watch. Um, And we kind of, essentially we've missed out on that. I mean, you're seeing it being played with guys who are never gonna touch the NHL uh, or who have already kind of been, you know, semi-retired or or, or out of the league. You know, you're just, you're not seeing that at all. It's, It's extremely disappointing because it's so much fun. It's been so much fun the past, you know, we're probably going on 20 years now to watch Olympic hockey, you know, and, and, you know, it does, it does feel like it's kind of been ripped away from us a little bit.
2: Mm-hmm. I would agree. And, and to flip over to a positive thing for American hockey too, I, I just looked at a, did a little research while we were talking about that one. It was in the game against Russia um, team USA for the, the women's team, Joc- Jocelyn Lamoureux did set a new Olympic record scoring two goals in six seconds. Wow. The previous record was 2-8. and eight. <laughs> She quick. <laughs> she quick. So, so at least USA Hockey has something to hang their hat on from this Olympics. Absolutely. Even if it's uh, no, not, not, a, not a medal.
0: The girls are doing fantastic. I, I told you guys I saw them play the USF Men's yeah. a Hockey Club. There our our on-site
1: correspondent, Cheyenne, went to go and see them play.
0: absolutely hammered them, boys. Because, I mean, half of that Olympic squad... They've been to the Olympics two, three times yeah. and then these guys are all you know 19 to 22 year old guys in college. They have no chance. These girls are playing in the NWHL. They're playing Olympic hockey. They just used them as a sharpening stone, and uh, their speed was on display. And you could tell after they were up a couple of goals, you could tell that they were actively working on different plays on these Mm -hmm. guys. And and God bless the Bulls. They did their best to to try to keep up with them. But uh, it was just a different level.
2: It was not happening. One thing I thought was really cool was they were everywhere during NHL All-Star Game weekend. They were. They, they involved Team USA Women's Hockey so much. Um, and, and did you guys watch the skills competition? We'd, yeah. yeah I, don't, I don't know if they showed it on TV, but they actually had members of the USA Women's National Team actually demonstrating all the competitions yeah, before the players had, actually started doing them. I believe Hillary episode, Knight, was
1: really cool. uh, I think that's her name, Hillary Knight demonstrated the accuracy competition. Um, and I think somebody, I can't remember who it was, but an NHL player said, is it kind of intimidating to see her go and kind of just absolutely dust that challenge? She did she better was, than most of the individuals. I think challenge. she went four for four, or four for five or something like that. Yeah. She absolutely dominated it. And uh, when she was doing the demonstration, and I, I know there, were, I forget who it was, but there was an NHL player who was like, yeah, it was kind of intimidating to see that. Yeah.
0: But, I mean, you know, she probably didn't have three pitchers of beer in the locker room before going over to the That's skills true. competition. Because let's be honest, this is All-Star Weekend. It's about having fun. Gasparilla and you know, Weekend. And it's Gasparilla Weekend. The yeah. skills competition was on the, during the Gasparilla Parade. I, I loved. But, Eric. Troy yeah. definitely had <laughs> a
1: pitcher or two before he came out. I thought
2: that. it was quite nice, Eric Carlson wearing the pirate hat during the skills competition. That, that yeah, was, it was, it was a was nice touch. Yeah. There was a good video of uh,
1: Carlson and Hedman. Of walking in under in the in the arena, just like walking through the hallways, and they're dressed up in full sort of pirate. Nice. Uh, that was a, that was a really you know good, the players uh, had fun that weekend. Oh, oh, oh yeah. yeah. Now, like I said, there was definitely some players you could tell in the skills competition who looked like they had definitely uh, been enjoying Gasparilla mm-hmm. uh, a little bit earlier in the day. Oh, um, well, it's a whole day event, you know. So yeah, to, yeah. Look like yeah. I, I say Claude Drew. I think probably uh, <laughs> he looked like he was having some fun. Look like he was having some. He might have had some fun earlier. Carlson looked like he probably had some fun. Couldn't uh, put the the puck on his stick when was trying to get it through the. Uh, I think in the puck control relay. He had to like place it on his stick. He couldn't, <laughs> he couldn't flip it up on his stick. So, um,
0: but yeah. But yeah, the girls are definitely very talented. I enjoyed watching them play Canada. The only issue with them is uh, they're having trouble trying to unravel the mystery of the Canadian goaltender um she is fantastic she's really good The help canadian team is really good mm-hmm. and but you know the team usa does get their chances they're getting multiple tries and they are not backing down with the challenge i mean they step up and they're smacking the heck out of each other before during and after the whistle they mm-hmm. are not backing down they are not taking you know no for an answer they badly want to get that gold medal and that's what you they, want to see get it, yeah Yeah, they're playing extremely well. Now, in in, uh, converse to that, watching the U.S. men's hockey versus Slovakia, again, I had heard that, you know, um, the... The, the writer of that one article said the, the I- IOC needs to beg the NHL for their players for next go around. And I was like, So, what's the big deal? And I'm watching them play Slovakia. I'm like, Okay, not bad. They're doing well. Uh, but it was a closer game than it, than it would have been had there was been NHL oh, stars. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I mean, but then the, here we have uh, the, the shellac Russia
0: against USA. It was, it was a shutout. I was thinking it was 4 nothing. It right? was 4 nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and
1: it, it's been, I mean, just the really devastating part of it has been that Team USA has looked completely outclassed. You know, I mean, even though they won the game against Slovakia, I mean, that's not it's not because they, you know, they beat essentially an opponent who is very close to them in skill level. You know, it wasn't because they, you know, they were just sleeping or something like that. I mean, they they barely beat them because they're pretty much, you know, close to the same level as, as Slovakia, you know, and that you saw against Russia. They were completely outclassed. I mean, Russia had better, more experienced, much more talented players, mm-hmm. you know, and Team USA just doesn't have that.
2: When you have active NHLers that say, "I don't want to extend my contract, and I'd rather go back and play in the KHL," that's what's going to happen. Yeah, you, there's going to be that drop off of talent from that from one level to the next. And it's funny because I, <clears throat> I wonder how many players are actually playing for the South Korean team because I don't know if you saw an article uh, or I read one about this where South Korea was actually offering citizenship to. Yeah. Former American hockey players, so that they could actually be somewhat competitive in this year's Olympics. I know that one was, of the former. Yeah, uh, one of them was a, a
1: former. Flyer, Mike yeah. Tesweed. Yeah, and he uh, he went over, his career sort of ended in the NHL, and he went over to play in South Korea in a professional league. He's been there for a couple years now. And, and now he's a citizen, him, so he could yeah, actually play just, for their team. Yeah, and hmm. he, he, he he's a South Korean citizen now. And uh, it's a very interesting story to sort of see, you know, whenever you get a, a host nation like South Korea that maybe doesn't have. A deep background in something like hockey uh it's very interesting to sort of see how they go about trying to make sure that they're at least somewhat competitive yeah um, yeah no i like i like seeing them you know, step up
0: especially in there and it's a non-traditional sport for them mm-hmm. to do to, to try to put together uh, you know a, a competitive team especially in that sport and remember last olympics it was in sochi in, in russia and you know us handily uh took care of russia and You know, I wonder how uh, this this uh, revenge game the other day, was it was it really that the USA hockey is that bad or did Russia really step up their game from four four years ago being embarrassed in their own
2: home country?
0: I Um, think it's so I think that played
2: a part of it. But I I just it's hard to draw a comparison just because of the disparate level of talent.
1: Yeah. I mean, nobody who was playing against the, the Russians four years ago is playing now. You know, you've got guys who are watching that on TV. Yeah, I mean, that, <laughs> yeah, that, that
2: USA-Russia game from four years ago was like, you know, Stanley Cup playoff level, just the intensity and, the, and oh, yeah. the the way the two teams were going out in there. That's something you would expect to see during the finals. And this might as well have been an, an NHL team versus an AHL team, from what you guys are saying.
0: It was essentially it's probably yeah, what it yeah, was. KHL versus AHL. Yeah. <laughs> like I said,
1: you're seeing guys who are not going to sniff the NHL. You know, yeah. and and you've got guys who essentially to could in get the an Olympics, NHL contract yeah. at any point if they wanted it, and guys like Dotsuk or Kovalchuk. Mm-hmm. Like those guys, if they said, that, "Yeah, I'm going to leave the KHL. I'm going to go play in the NHL." Those guys would have a contract tomorrow. One called their agent. They got back nobody. In the they got nobody on the uh, team USA who has that. You know, you've got guys who who have essentially been forced out of the league, and like Brian Gianta. I mean, they can't they can't even get a look. So. Yeah.
0: And it's a shame. The thing. Uh, part of it, I think, is uh, that, you know, Batman is money-motivated to keep the season going because you've got to put butts in seats to make money for the season versus shutting it down for two and a half, three weeks mm-hmm. to, to compete in the Olympics. I get the money side of it, but it's every four years. And it's for the betterment of the sport. And honestly, I can't see why the IOC can't say, well, look, if your if your biggest hang up is you can't promote your players in Olympic footage, just on the other, they got to come to some sort of an agreement. It's like, look, you want NHL level talent in the Olympics, you got to help play ball here. They're going to yeah. they're losing well, money, but we should be able to to, to use the Olympics as a springboard. Uh, or hey, you remember the the heroics of T.J. Oshie during the Olympics? Come see him in Tampa yeah. when uh, you know when his team visits the Lightning. The, I kind of stuff. The, thought, the problem is both of
2: them are that. strong type A personalities. Both Batman and the guy that runs the IOC and. Neither one of them wants to give it. Everyone, both of them yeah. think, well, they have the ultimate argument. And it, it is at the detriment of the, of the sport overall, unfortunately. Because, I, I mean, I, I agree with your points on that whatsoever. I would, that was such an iconic moment in American hockey history with TJ Oshie four years ago when they kept going back to him again and again and again. And every time he beat Bobrovsky in the shootout. And what did they go eight rounds nine rounds I think it, it did end. yeah Maybe like nine I
1: think it ended after nine rounds. I think he made every shot except he did one
2: yeah that was
1: um, and the funny thing is the one that he missed he had it wide open. he just mm-hmm. like shot it at high yeah you know
2: and that that is something that I'm sure Batman and the NHL would salivate to get their hands on just to be able to have that promotional footage because you just. They have masterful people putting their promotional packages together that you see play during the play. Just, just even on on a regular Saturday game on on, on NHL or NBC Sport um, on uh, NBC or NBC Sports, those promo packages are fantastic. And just to add footage like that into it,
1: yeah. yeah, would be amazing. Yeah, well, and I think I talked about this when we talked about the Olympics, you know, last year, uh, and we knew that the NHL was not going to allow the players to go, but in a couple of years they're going to have the world cup of soccer in uh, Qatar, mm-hmm. and because cutter is you know typically the world cup is held during the summer but because cutter is so hot it's like 120 degrees there in the summer they can't do it so they moved it to i think december it's going, so it's going to be in the winter there um and you know that's right in the middle of the english premier league's season uh and they're the you know the biggest richest most powerful soccer league mm-hmm. in the world all the best players play in the premier league uh And essentially what they did was sort of shrug their shoulders and say, all right, well, I guess we have to shut down our season for two weeks and and let the World Cup go on. Because they knew that, you know, keeping, you know, they enforce They understand the prestige of something like the World Cup. They understand how valuable that is to them. Um, And they said, all right, well, we don't want to do it, but we got to do it. You know, and that's, there's really sort of no way around that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just wish that the NHL would not be so short-sighted, you know, because they're not getting anything out of this you know they're not getting anything out of keeping their players out of the olympics
0: and that's why i think that you know as much as we hate batman and we all hate batman he is, um, he is again. You know, just like um, Goodell is for the NFL, he's the scapegoat. He is the 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 person that gets all the blame heaped on him. But it's ultimately he's doing the bidding of all the owners. Mm-hmm. And the owners yeah, are yeah. are running businesses. And the fact is that they want to keep uh, the money going. Or if they're going to lose money, they need to get some sort of benefit out of it that can then go ahead and give them money to replace the money they right. lost. Yeah. Uh, uh, case in point is um, the um, uh, the hockey uh, hockey World Cup. Yeah. You know where it's taking place this year? Uh, Kalinga Stadium uh, in, and I'm going to mess this up. Hubinazwar, uh, India. Is there any hockey in India? The, do the uh, uh, other than for this, do they even have a sheet of ice in India?
1: I'm 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 going to go
2: on a limb and say no. I'm still just trying to process that sentence. (laughs) It's right here.
0: It's right here. It's on the eastern coast of India. I'll be honest, I
1: I didn't know they were having the World Cup of Hockey this year. World
0: Cup of Hockey 2018 uh, from November 28th to December 16th in Kalinga Stadium. Well, I mean, I guess if they can put an outdoor ring in California, that's
1: in the middle of the season. They can't, they're not going to have it in the middle of the season. They're going to do what they did when they had it two years ago, and they'll have it in August. You know, in, in September.
0: No, there, this is this is going to be uh, this, World Hockey. Uh, this is um, the International Ice Hockey uh, Organization. That's oh, the yeah, it's that's, just, that's, that's just, not the, not
1: the uh, World yeah, Cup tournament. At the, the, world, NHL. the World Cup of Hockey is yeah. actually owned and operated, I believe, by the NHL. It is. That's one of the reasons why they started it is because they have no stake in the Olympic tournament right uh, they, so they're they not getting
0: anything out of it they the want hockey. I, they obviously the right i time. googled wow. the wrong thing it's men's hockey
1: world cup <laughs> okay, okay. Makes a little. i more didn't sense. put world
0: cup of hockey I, I don't know what to tell you it just, it's, i just
1: i will say up. one of the one of the best <laughs> things Our apologies to kalinga india we love you no not really
2: um, one of the best things i thought that came out of the, the tournament two years ago was team north america for having yes. that combined group for usa and canada of the 24 year olds and others yeah
1: it was so much fun.
2: Oh, that was amazing watching that because it was just so fast and so entertaining and just seeing those guys go up against veteran, incredible veteran. Featuring an incredible world veteran, McKinnon
1: against uh, Henrik Lundqvist where uh, that he sort of deked around him and got him to fake him into an attempted poke check and uh, won, I think, in overtime, I believe. I so. think you might be right. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Though. Yeah, just, <laughs> well, just was, a, <laughs> a great goal. like had great moments. So they were if, easily the most fun team to watch <laughs> despite the fact that I believe Canada ended up winning. They, yeah. did. Um, they, yeah, they but, did. But... Just the, they were the most fun team to watch. You know, especially if they since Team USA go- was coached by John Tortorella, our old friend. <laughs> if and, they are going uh, to continue
2: that tournament, I hope they continue with having that.
1: Yeah, that was a that, nice that little team. gimmick there. I sort of wonder uh, if you want to. And the logo to really add to the too. Olympics was maybe add an age limit in there to where it is only players who are under the age of twenty-five. They
0: have talked about doing that, doing like a under uh, under twenty uh, tournament kind of thing. Yeah, where it's just the young. It's going to be everybody across the board. Under 20, so it doesn't matter what league you're in or whatever, that yeah. would help, that would severely uh, curtail any, uh, any pros being in it, and it would be strictly yeah. a young man's.
1: And uh, we, yeah, I mean, I think we all had a lot of fun watching the World Juniors, uh, you know, a couple months ago. You know, it's, it's a, just a blast to watch that. I mean, so it'd be great to see something like that where there's more of a level playing field because now it doesn't really feel like there's a level playing field Not at you because the Russian professional league is so far ahead of where all the other professional leagues are.
2: I mean, you had to kind of expect going into this year that a European team was going to walk away, if not with at least the gold, yeah, but maybe even th- I mean, all three yeah, medals.
1: Yeah, I think we, once we knew the NHL wasn't going, I think we talked about that. We talked about what, I mean, we thought Russia would be the favorite, obviously, but we thought maybe like Finland. And Sweden and Finland, uh, not far Sweden, behind them. You know, Maybe Czech, would, uh, the Czech Republic. Yeah, maybe the Czech Republic. I'm surprised that uh, you didn't see Jager. Come in now that he's uh, no longer in the NHL. Would have that, been a nice that nice little have been sweet. swan song. It would have
0: been.
2: Yeah. See that mullet on the ice one more time.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm sure he was approached and considered. I'm sure there's no way they didn't approach him. There's, there's no way. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, maybe he just didn't because, you know, he's just stepping away. Now, he's, he's
1: looking for 2022 when he's going to be 50. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, why not? You know, Gordie Howe uh, played, what was it, seven decades of hockey? I think or was so, it yeah. Seven or eight
1: because he played, I think his, he was 80, wasn't he, in I his think last it, game? He yeah, played I movie. think he it was, was seven decades. Yeah. He was 80, 80, yeah, 80,
0: 81, something like that, and they put him out there for a shift for like 15 or 20 seconds to get him on the just ice. Just for that nostalgia plop, yeah. Just to have him be the, the guy. I
1: think he was playing for the Detroit Vipers of the uh, IHL, the old international. Yeah, facility. yeah.
0: That concludes our show today. I would like to thank tonight's sponsors, Gary Bettman, Dr. Sean Hansen, chiropractor to the stars at Tarpon Total Healthcare, and Sam, 76. For more information on us, visit our Facebook page, Misfit Boys Hockey with a Z. Thank you for listening, and we are looking forward, with, bated breath, to the 2022 Beijing Olympics. Uh, see our curling team at uh, the <laughs> yes. 2022 Olympics. Misfits curling.